You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy Tuesday, and thanks for joining me today. Uh, several years ago, some friends of ours gave our family this water trampoline that we have up at our cabin uh, on a lake in Minnesota. And uh, their son owned a company that manufactured these trampolines, and they just gave it to us as a gift. And we've had a lot of fun with it over the years. And a few days after we anchored it out for the first time, Barbara and I were eating breakfast one morning, looking out the window at the lake. And as I looked across to the far side of the lake, I noticed someone had put a trampoline in the water that was just like ours. And I said, look, honey, someone put in a trampoline identical to ours. And then I looked down along our shore and our trampoline was gone. And I realized that was our trampoline on the other side of the lake. And it had drifted over there. It had come unhooked from its anchor and it had drifted far away. You know, it was a good thing, but somehow it drifted. And the point I want to make with this silly memory of mine is that sometimes a good thing can make you drift from the best thing. That's often what happens with success. Things start off fine, but then things drift off course a bit. And one day you wake up far away from where you began. It happens with your kids. You don't see them much because you're just working harder and harder. You're just trying to make a living and you tell them you'll make it up for them, you know, on summer vacation, on a Christmas break. But then one way, one day you wake up and you've drifted too far. It happens with your marriage. You're busy traveling. You're missing meals. There are dates that you don't take. You're, you're busy because you're working to make your family's life better. But then one day you wake up and you've drifted too far. It happens to your soul. You love God. You follow Jesus. But then life gets busy and you skip time connecting with God on a daily basis in prayer. And you blow off your small group gathering or reading the Bible or you just... Just skip things altogether. You you make it to church maybe once or twice a month. And then one day you wake up and you feel so far from God. You've drifted from God. And maybe you're not even sure you really even believe in him anymore. That's Solomon's story. This man who had been blessed by God and empowered by God, this king who, like all of us, had so much potential and promise. He drifted and drifted and drifted from the most important things in life. And he writes in his journal in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, beginning in verse 17, he says, So I came to hate life because everything done here under the sun is so troubling. Everything is meaningless, like chasing the wind. I came to hate all my hard work here on earth, for I must leave to others everything I have earned. And who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? And yet they will control everything I have gained by my skill and hard work under the sun. And he says, how meaningless. So what he's saying here is that we can work all of our lives to accumulate all kinds of stuff. And then we just die and we leave it to people who may or may not appreciate it, who may or may not take care of it. He goes on to say in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, beginning in verse 20, so I gave up in despair, questioning the value of all my hard work in this world. Some people, he says, work wisely with knowledge and skill, then must leave the fruit of their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. He says this, too, is meaningless, a great tragedy. He's saying we can pour some of our best energy into our work, and we should. But if we're looking for our accomplishments to be the primary source of our happiness, think again, Solomon is saying in these verses, it's meaningless, it's empty. 
And then in verses 22 and 23, he says, so, so what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? Their days of labor, he says, are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. Solomon is saying that he tried pursuing success and it worked. He said, I got it, but it didn't last. In Solomon's case, he had a very strained relationship with his sons. I mean, talk about kids who got everything growing up. Except an engaged dad with godly character. And when Solomon dies, they end up tearing up the kingdom of Israel apart. And you can hear the regret in his words like he almost knows it's going to happen. Just like Solomon says, success can leave me empty in and of itself. The trophies, the titles, the corner offices, the fat portfolios, the private jets, the approval, the fame, the applause of all others. It's all meaningless. It's chasing after the wind. But if you have been consumed by success to the point that you drift and neglect the most important things in life, listen, it's not too late to correct course. You can still make changes. You can still readjust your priorities. You can choose today to put God first in your time, in your life, in your relationships, in your career, and in your family. God, it's hard to hear the words of Solomon who had so much and yet lived with so much regret. May we learn from his hard lessons. May we put the things that matter most first in our life. Maybe even on this day, God, may we think about what matters, what our priorities should be, and do some reordering where we need to to honor you. Thank you for always putting us first. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Catch you tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 